Hey everybody, this is Cheryl Perry and Jen Plim with Charlotte Smarty Pants. Thanks so much for joining us today. Our Charlotte Smarty Pants podcast is powered by Shrink Tank, bringing you videos, podcasts, and articles that showcase psychology and mental health found in popular culture. Find out more at shrinktank.com. Joining us today to talk about HPV, the human papillomavirus, is Dr. Douglas Villaray from Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, better known as Senta around town. Dr. Villaray is an ENT doctor and head and neck cancer specialist who practices in Senta's South Park and Pineville offices. So welcome, thanks so much for coming. Thanks, happy to be here. Now, we're talking about HPV and the HPV vaccine, which is not something that you would normally associate with head and neck cancers. We usually think about female cancers when we think HPV, but that's not always the case. Tell us a little bit more. So HPV uh, infects lymphoid tissue, and the lymphoid tissue that most of you know about are the tonsils. And there's a couple sets of tonsils. There's the ones that we take out in your kids uh, on the side of the throat, the palatine tonsils, but there's also tonsils along the bottom of the tongue. And so both sets of those can harbor uh, HPV. So they get uh, uh, exposed to HPV usually as uh, young adults, and uh, there's about 120 different types of HPV. 40 of those types can actually invade the tissue. And uh, there's four major types that can cause real trouble, and two of those can cause cancer of the head and neck, so the tonsil and the tongue base. So you've been seeing a rise in these types of cancers in certain age groups, or? We have. Uh, the, the induction period is about anywhere from 10 to 20 years. So after you get infected, you are infectious to other people, maybe for under a year. And then your body tends to take care of it and you're no longer infectious. But in certain people, and there's two subtypes in particular called HPV 16 and 18, that once they get into the tonsil tissue, they can generate genetic change. And that will eventually cause a cancer 10 to 20, sometimes even longer years from the time that they actually caught the virus. Does it matter the location of exposure, so mouth versus the other area? Um, yes, it does. So, so that initial yes. exposure is critical? Yes, that's right. Okay, that's interesting. What are, so backing up, because it can be in your body for so long, what are some of the initial symptoms of HPV? And is it something that you know you have for sure, or you might have and you don't even know? No, most people don't even know. It, it is, it's a low-grade uh, symptoms. It, you might have a low-grade fever. You might have a runny nose. You might have you know, malaise and fatigue. But, but 79 million Americans right now have HPV. 14 million a year get, get infected, and almost nobody realizes it at the time. Well, and, and on women, it's picked up on our pap smears, correct? It, That's right. And, but how are, how are boys and men tested for this? Are they, are and they women as well, uh, but not as much. Uh, but they are no, there's no test to tell if they have been infected like pap smears. Right. So it's inter interesting to note that for for about a year, you're contagious, mm -hmm. uh, infectious. That's right. right. That's interesting. And the symptoms know. are so minor that you might not even know. That's right. That's that's why. And then 20 years pass. And, and all of a sudden, you end yeah. up with a cancer. Right. Well, in that's our right. generation, I feel like, I don't know the stat, but it's something crazy like 96% of people 
have it or are carrying that virus. That's right. Yeah, usually I've heard 80, but the numbers, it's it's impossible to pin those kind of numbers down, but very high percentage of people will have it. And, and so really there, there's no way, once you have it, there's no way to eradicate it. Right. And so your body takes care of it. And so what we are trying to educate people on is to get the vaccine so that it doesn't happen. And what age do you recommend the vaccine? The best age is 11 and 12. For boys and girls, For right? Boys I and just girls. had my son's um, pediatrician appointment and, yeah. and That's right. it was brought up. So. And they just recently changed the vaccine treatment uh, timetable where they want you to get one shot at, uh, that, at age 11 or 12, and then six to 12 months later, you get a second shot and then you're done. Mm-hmm. And it used to be three shots, right, right, now right. it's down yeah. to two. That's good. Uh, is there, a, um, is there uh, you know, with, with busy families, it's hard to remember that second shot. Is there a time frame that it's critical or is it okay to do it at your next appointment, at next 12 pediatrician? Months. It's fine. In fact, if you miss even a year or two, it's still it's okay, okay. Still to, get to get the second shot. Get shot. That second That's right. one. Well, there's a lot of controversy wrapped around the HPV vaccine. There's a couple, you know, there's a couple of different angles. One is vaccines in general. Some mm-hmm. some people are very opposed to vaccines in general. Um, another is parents sometimes like to not want to think about their children engaging in any kind of sexual activity, you know. So, um, what are your thoughts on that? Well, uh, the first one is. I have a pretty strong bias. If you look at the history of medicine, doctors were more harmful than helpful until the late 1800s, you know, with leech therapy, with all the things that we used to do, we used to hurt people more than help them. And until we got around to vaccinations. And so in the late 1800s, we started vaccinating against smallpox and we started eradicating disease. And so to me, I have a strong bias that vaccines are a very good thing. Right. I've seen lots of outbreaks of measles in areas where people are not vaccinating. And, and the disease is much, much worse than the side effects of the vaccine. And so, um, so A, I have a strong bias on that. And the second one, it's a tough one. I mean, you know, I have three daughters, <laughs> and I don't yeah, want to right. be thinking about them, you know, engaging in sexual activity either. But, I mean, they're going to grow up. They're going to have families of their own. You know, it's going to happen. And if I can protect them from a cancer... Right. Then, Years later. Right. And they and something they wouldn't even know. Mm-hmm. And it's not like they would even have to have risky behavior to contract it. Mm-hmm. That's just, you know, 79, most of uh, uh, young adult America has this virus. And so if I can protect them from it, I certainly will. Right. I'm with you. I agree. Yeah, I agree too. The only, the one thing that sometimes happens that I've, that I've heard about is, um, you kind of go to that 12-year checkup just not really thinking about that at mm-hmm. all. Especially and, if you have a boy. Yeah, and it's like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I wasn't planning Comes on thinking quick. about that. I know. So, um, and explaining it to your 12-year-old. Right. is I didn't do a great job of explaining it. I felt like the, less, the fewer details, the better. Um, do you think that you should explain what it's for, or how would you tell parents to explain to a 12-year-old? Yeah, my um, I, I my daughter is 14. My oldest daughter is 14, and and we actually had to talk about it. Uh, and you know, we talked about that. You know, there's um, you know uh, safe sexual practices, and 
you know, I, I didn't get into too many details, but, uh, you know, she has taken health and, and sex education in the fifth grade nowadays. Right. And so, I mean, she has that basis to understand what's going on. And so it wasn't too much of a leap without too many details to right. be able to tell her why. Well, and it's supposed to be an ongoing conversation. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the other thing that's, that's different than when we were younger, I think, um, is teens today seem to be engaging in oral sex earlier and more often. There's not the stigma associated with it that it used to be when we were younger. So it's kind of a crazy crazy Double epidemic short. yeah mm-hmm. but um but it's a good conversation piece like hey don't do that because you're gonna get cancer <laughs> yeah, right. there's another really valid <laughs> really, even with the shot like, <laughs> exactly. even with the vaccine <laughs> all of this still okay. any of it. Still not okay. um, but yeah so it's 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 interesting you know just the difference in social culture mm-hmm. with our teens that's um, right now if you if your child didn't get the vaccination when they were 12 or 14 is it ever too late like at what age is too late to get the vaccine like we're past yeah too late is the age 26 now for both girls and boys yes okay so it's um 26. anytime up until then it's still mm-hmm. recommended to do it and there's the new gardasil 9 mm-hmm. which protects against nine variations of hpv so you're there's the two major cancer-causing ones, then there's two that cause things like genital warts and, and papillomas of the airway. And then there's other ones that, that have a lesser chance of causing cancer, but they still can. And that's why they've added it and, and expanded it from the initial two now up to nine. Mm-hmm. I think Jen and I both were fascinated that you're a head and neck cancer specialist, not OBGYN, and you're very passionate about trying to educate the public about getting the vaccination. So what would you say to Charlotte parents about the importance of it? Just kind of to, yeah, well, to, to, to conclude everything. Right. Well, it's your kids, you know, and you want the best for them. And if you can do anything to make their life better, I we're seeing an increased rate of tonsil cancer and tongue cancer because of this virus. In fact, all of our other cancers are dropping because people are quitting smoking. Mm-hmm. Right. And the one that's increasing is HPV related. And so, you know, if you have the power to protect your children, why would you not take it? Mm-hmm. Right. That's great. Right. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Yes, thank if you. you would like to make an appointment with Dr. Villaray or any of the doctors at Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose and Throat Associates, give them a call at 704-295-3000. Or you can check out their website at goodsenses.com and follow Charlotte Smarty Pants on Facebook and Instagram at Charlotte Smarty Pants or Twitter at Charlotte Smarty. Thanks so much. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you.